Welcome everyone to Literally Just Airplanes, Mr. V's podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about the airplane operations, the machines that control the airport, and the personnel that control the machines. Tune in tonight to find out more. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. There's a lot to go on with this. You can make money from your podcast, no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Remember, your podcast journey starts here. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mr. V's Literally Just Airplanes by anchor.fm.com. Tonight we are going to be talking about primarily the workhorses of airport operations, the tugs. Tune in tonight to find out more. Welcome back, everyone. I hope everyone was having a great day and a great night. Uh, I'm just sitting on my desk right now doing some nice little podcasting. Other than that, I am excited to get into tonight's conversation, which is about tugs and pushbacks. Basically, why these machines are so underrated when it comes to airport operations. So I'm going to be first discussing what basically tugs are and what tugs do. And I'm going off of a website called Eagle, where they create the Eagle tugs, which are mainly for private airplanes, and even to the bigger stuff like the military stuff. So bear with me. This is something new for what I've been doing, and uh, I can't wait to get involved with it. So here we go. We're going to start off. What's going on now? And we're going to start with the beginner tugs, the, the lighter tugs, the stuff that uses for more of a tractor type. Uh, it's definitely a short-style tug, but it uses itself its own type of drive system, an all-wheel drive system. So, the TT series is basically a, a tug that uses all-wheel drive. Like I said before, it's a mid-operator tug, so the, the driver sits right in front of the back wheel. I've actually ha experienced operating one of these when I worked at Textron. Uh, thing actually is pretty good. I mean, this one's an older variant of this. The tow hitch on the there's actually a tow hitch on the front and the back. The picture is kind of hard to notice, but. The TT series is, is just like this, where it can push up to, you know, a King Air to a Citation 10. Um, it can also mess with a bunch of the smaller private jets. So this is mainly primary for, like, the smaller private jets and stuff. The TT-8, the all-wheel drive edition, has about 8,000 pounds of differential brake pressure, which is pretty, pretty good for an aircraft this size. The TT-6 is about 6,000 pounds DPB, which is... It holds an optional uh, differential all-wheel drive system, primarily used for, like, maybe a Gulfstream Challenger um, to a Dassault Falcon 900. It's basically powered by diesel. Uh, I, I noticed, like, a lot of people use Avgas in these, but I feel like the diesel would be better to promote with the, the Cummins two-stroke or the four-stroke engine involved. The one I had the most experience with was the TT5, which was a 5,000 pound differential brake pressure, which I used for the towing the Citation 10s to the uh, Citation 650s and to the Sovereigns. So it was, it's a pretty good little 
tug that has a little bit of a horsepower differential to the TT8, but it's still a great beginner tug to get used to. All right. We are going to skip ahead to the high-capacity stuff, so the stuff that you'd see hauling the giant stuff. So I'm going to start with the XM series, the aircraft tug that is brand new to the aviation field. It is very big. It's a lot bigger than the, the TT series. Like I said before, it's called the XM series aircraft tug. The XM series is a solution basically to hold the pull and tug, the B, the Boeing 737 and the Airbus A320. Of course, it's used primarily in dry conditions, but it can be used in wet conditions. It's the latest tier four final emissions, so it's got a great uh, EPA standard in, in carb compliance. It also has a bunch of great ad additions to it that can definitely um, help and benefit aircraft operations on the ground. So the main one is the side marker. The side marker is used LEDs. The strobe lighting is also used LEDs instead of halogen like the TT5s usually do. The emergency brake override, which is great when you're, when you're pulling a plane and the plane starts to roll, you can use that emergency brake override to actually protect it from overrolling into the, into the tug. Yes, it comes with two windshield wipers in the front. There's an optional one in the back. Of course, you're going to need to know you're going to want one in the back to know that you're actually towing one of the airplanes in rainy conditions. This is very important when it comes to towing the bigger boys like the 7.3 and the A320. It also holds a low oil and high temp shutdown system. While this is important when pulling in hot and cold conditions, when the temperatures start to climb, primarily these temperatures actually will climb higher in colder conditions because of the work the workforce and the amount of buildup of coolant in the radiator. Now, these I'm pretty sure these XMs use Cummins. So the Cummins has the the radiator towards the front and the condenser and the and the evaporator. Now this one actually I'm pretty sure has air conditioning. So it does have evaporator and condenser in it. That is also beneficially because they actually use the same type of coolant measures and they mix coolant and transmission fluid. This is also beneficial because this one also holds a hot hot shift transmission protection when towing bigger stuff. The XM30 is listed above is a gr gross vector weight of 32,000 pounds. So it can pull the big stuff. It can pull the stuff in all weather conditions. So that's including snow, that's including rain, that's also including uh, windy conditions as well. It also comes in a four-wheel drive differential suspension with a two-wheel drive differential suspension as well. It is powered by a T4 final diesel, which is also primarily similar to the Cummins, so it's, you got a four-stroke little engine in there as well. So I want to move on to the military equipment. So now, a lot of the military equipment that's used by TM, they're kind of like the, the XMs and the TT series, where they're just basically coated a different color and have military serial numbers on them. Most of the military serial numbers on these are primarily used for larger aircraft and smaller aircraft. These are also used for helicopters. I've noticed some of these are actually primarily used for helicopters, like the USATs and the uh, TT-4s. Let's go over to the coolest one that I see to pull the massive big guys, and that is the Eagle EB-2, which is basically a bobtail Ford F-450 or F-550 or F-750. Now, when you notice the Eagle EB-2, it is, of course, it's a 750, so it's powered by a power stroke engine, sometimes international 6.9s. The newer ones are designed to pull the big stuff, so these are designed to pull 
the C5s and possibly some other big materials and, and cargo stuff. This airplane is used to carry the giant cargo trailers. So this is mainly primarily used to, to, to actually tow the the cargo ramps and some of the ramp tools. Not really for the aircraft, but the Eagle Bobtail is it's high speed. And the torque mount on this thing is almost quadruple of the TT series. At over 95,000 pounds of tow capacity and over 25 miles an hour in all weather conditions, this thing is definitely a heavy heavy weight. The thing I like about this is it has has heat and air conditioning on the inside, so it's comfortable for the driver and the operator. Nice overly over over the head steering, so you can see over the st the hood and be able to see the aircraft. No back or there's a back window, so you can see the aircraft behind you if you can tow. And the one great thing about this is it can tow up to one percent grade in wet conditions which is the high standard for this. So it's basically a truck, I understand, but it's a shortened cab bobtail that can have a lot of weight to it. It comes with power steering and braking, of course, and rear disc brakes. So this thing is coming with the standard package of a regular F750. The one thing that's really cool about this is it comes with the, it comes with the, the newer ones come with the, the tier four, six, seven Cummins, which is kind of funny to notice after being a, a Dodge guy the rest, most of my life. And the specs are pretty awesome. So the towing capacity at first gear is 130,000 pounds. The towing capacity at third gear is a little less at 60,000 pounds. The turning radius on this thing is immaculate at 203 inches. So it can turn pretty wide. The step height is about 16 inches and the ground clearance is at 10. Now, we can go into the more of the suspension stuff on it, but we already know that this is basically F750 turned into a tow capacity vehicle. Now I'm going to go to the third topic of this, which are the tow barless tugs. Now, these things are pretty awesome. I think the coolest thing about the Electra types or the tow powerless tugs is they've been around for a while. We just haven't really noticed. They're they're pricey, that's why. The EGP-12 tow, tow barless tug is new design innovation to the aviation world. So, this thing can move up to the size of aircraft you think of as a a Challenger or a Falcon or even a Citation 10. The one awesome thing about this, it's got zero degree turning, zero emission, 72 volt AC electric drive. So this thing is powered by electric drive system, just like the Electras. When I operated the Electra at, at Cessna, the, uh, the Cessna is primarily used an electric drive system just like a forklift. So it wasn't, it was really, really sensitive to turn these aircraft. So you had to really put down the pedal on it or else the aircraft will not be able to oversensitize and overcompensate. It's like backing up a semi-truck into a trailer. You really, really need to, to overcompensate the driving techniques. Because if you steer too hard to the left or too hard to the right, you will be going off course very, very easily. So it also runs with tool, dual drive motors. It's got regenerative braking, just like a Tesla. Power steering, digital display with it. It's got a steer steer pause on it, so it can tell you where the steering air angle is. It's got oversteer protection system on it. Of course, LED and rear suspension. The one awesome thing about the selected option, it's got a waterproof cradle camera on it. So, vision is always the best when, when towing aircraft. Um, when I started towing the aircraft the first time, it was really hard to see around, especially when you're towing uh, a bigger aircraft such as the Citation 10 or the... Um, the, the Challenger. You have to really know your field and the wingspan. You have to know definitely trust on your wing walkers and maybe have someone step 
behind you to signal when it's getting close. So when it comes to stuff like this, the EJB-12 has been working in multiple areas of, of the world, and it's getting to the point now where it's starting to become more useful than the actual tug itself. So now we're going to go to one of the coolest tugs that I've ever seen and I've ever used. Um, I haven't really used them that much, but I've seen them around, and I've always thought that these things are just, they're monsters. And I've seen them used on um, different types, so you have... Um, different types of towing, different types of machines. But, of course, you have the transit towings. You have the Eagle Transit TT6s, which are basically baggage carts. You have bobtail tractors like the F750. And most of all, you have the military stuff with the, t the PSATs and all that. Then you have the... JP-100 SSC tow barless aircraft tug. This thing is freaking cool. So, like I said before, the JPs and the EJPs are basically, they're, je they're basically propulsion-powered tugs. Yes, they're lowered to the ground so you, can, you don't have as better, much of a visual, but the different type of handling with it, instead of a strap, you have a safety strap on the inside, a safety link and channel on the inside as well, while the outside has chocks that keep the wheel from actually spinning to lessen the load on the weight. The capture is simple as two arms gently wrapping around the tires. It locks and lifts as smooth as action, is just like the Electra, and it pulls without pulling too much on the tire itself. The one awesome thing about this is it also comes with dual 10 horsepower motors on front tractive wheels, so it's got a front wheel drive, but it drives front wheel drive on an Electra like this is like driving a car with amazing steering. It has smooth deceleration regen braking, so it basically has a little tiny governor type of engine brake in it to slow when coming to harder stops. That is pretty cool, especially when you're going to a stop on an, an, um, during a terminal run or you're going on the across taxiways and stuff like that. You need to be able to stop if there's an aircraft coming and all that. So safety is the big thing, and Eagle did a great job with this. They use the sit-down model for a forward reverse option. They use headlights and rear-facing LED lights and strobe lights to become more visual. It has two packs of 8-deep cycle 6-volt batteries. It's got solid rubber tires. It's got a fire extinguisher and an automatic activated parking brake. It also comes with some awesome add-ons. Now, the add-ons on this one are more practical than the EJP because it comes with a single-phase AC fullymatic charger battery which can charge the EJP and the JP at 60 hertz or 50 hertz. The gate lock and cradle locator safety switch also is a big step up because it cradles down movements the, the aircraft instead of pushing down on the strut. The gate lock and cradle locator safety switch is also nice because if you forget to put, push it in a hurry or move in, movability, it will actually start alarming to tell you to put, to put it back on and actually cradle it. I think that's a really nice add-on to this, and Eagle did a great job of adding on to that. So, naming it, after naming most of the tugs on here, um, it's not really a big discussion because there's a lot of tugs that are coming into to factor that are electric-powered. Uh, it saves money, it saves fuel economy, and, it, and it's pleasant to the environment. Um, as much as I like diesel tugs, I think electric tugs are definitely the way of the future, and I cannot wait to actually test new ones. Um, I do, just let me tell you a little bit more my, my aircraft operations experience. Uh, when I worked at test, uh, Cessna, and Textron in Orlando, 
I was a ramp agent there for a little bit. I did operations as an intern. So I was basically in charge of basically showing the pilots where their aircraft is, uh, uh, driving them to their aircraft, and then possibly relocating and moving some of the aircraft. Kind of like an um, an airplane, uh, what do you call them? Basically a spotter. So basically I was spotting the trailers, but basically I was sp instead of spotting trailers, I was spotting aircraft in their spots. Orlando's got a great team over there, and I cannot wait to move forward with Textron. Yes, with COVID-19, my internship got canceled this year, but it will be continuing next year as an operations um, engineering operations technician at ABLE, working with the 737s. So I'd like to conclude this with thank you very much to listening. I cannot wait to talk more about this. I know it was, was more on the tugs instead of more of airport operations. The tugs are underrated when it comes to airport travel, especially in the maintenance and airport and the, um, the airplane field. So it's a good add-on to have. I'd like to wish you all a great day, a great night, and be safe. And cannot wait to do the next episode. Tune in later. Thank you very much, guys.